0: Revelation twenty-one ten and 18, eighteen two eighteen says, and he carried me away in the city, uh, sorry in the spirit, to a great and high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, whose light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone clear as crystal. Verse eighteen, the construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. And so, as I said, we, we, we're given no description as to what our residences will look like. But we do know that he, the, the Holy Spirit tells us that the city was pure gold like clear glass. And so we know that this, the construction of the city itself is of pure gold like clear glass. So that means to us that the residences of the saints, because we said most of the buildings within the city walls, will be the residences of the saints. There's no other uh, buildings described to us at all. Um, The throne of of God the Father and and our Lamb, there's no no building there. There's no temple there. They're in um, full view of the whole city. And so the only um, dwellings and, and buildings that are described or mentioned in the New Jerusalem are in fact the residences of the saints. And so very clearly the residences of the saints will be made of this pure gold like substance when i say like substance it is pure gold it is clear clear you can see through it um it's transparent to some degree so it's not a gold like we understand it in this life but nevertheless that's the material that this the the residences will be made up of as uh, again as i say As to what each residence will look like, nothing is given to us in Scripture to describe what that residence will be like. But it will not be like the brick-and-mortar homes that we dwell in today, some of us who dwell in brick-and-mortar homes, not at all. Uh, The homes will be, don't forget, they're built by God himself, and they're made out of uh, this gold, um, pure gold, like clear glass. That's what the description is. So that's the material that is used for the residences of the saints. What they will look like, we don't know. But when we can look at God's creation and get some idea as to what they will look like. How do you say, what do you mean? Well, we look at God's creation called man. All of mankind look similar. You can tell when you put men together, all right, those are men. And when you put uh, uh, sheep together, those are sheep. So all mankind looks similar. However, no one man looks exactly the same as another one. Uh, Even identical twins still have differences in their um, fingerprints, things like that. And so there's no one of us, not one of us, shall I say, that are exactly the same. We are similar, but we don't look alike. We all look different. And so that kind of points to us what our residences will look like in the New Jerusalem. They will all be similar, but they'll all be completely different. They'll all look different. Not one resident, resident sorry, will look the same as another. They will all have their own unique design given to, given to it by God. But they'll all be similar. So I, 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 I trust you understand the concept. Um, now, something else we need to understand about the, the, the residences where the saints will dwell is, as we'll get into it uh, through this, se- this section um, the street of that is alongside the, the river of life well it's actually um, the river of, of life is described as being in the middle of the street so in fact there are two streets and those streets are paved with gold well not paved with gold they're made of gold the same substance that the residences are made of as well that street will only begin at the edge of the sea of glass. Now the river of life flows from the throne of God and the throne of the Lamb. So the river of life will flow through the sea of glass but the street uh, that of the city, the heavenly Jerusalem, will not be on the sea of glass. So the, the street begins at the edge of the sea of glass. The river of life flows from the throne through the sea of glass and then it joins up with the streets of gold street is actually as i say, there's scripture only mentions one street to us there's not multiple streets so it's not like a city that we see modern layout of a city where you've got all these multiple streets and all these homes in these various streets not at all there's one street only mentioned in the scripture and that street what it does because don't forget the river of life is in the middle of the street we'll get into that in more detail but what the street does is that it will it winds itself around from the, throne, all, no, not from the throne, from the edge of the sea of glass, in an ever widening circle. And it goes all the way around the city and keeps going wider and wider and wider until it reaches the city walls. And then it branches out because there are 12 gates in the city walls, and the, the street then branches out and ends at every gate in the city wall. So it gives us some kind of idea now as to the layout of the city. Because what will happen is is that the residences will obviously be um, alongside the street. And so you will have residences in ever-widening circles um, next to the, 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 the Street of Gold. And it will just get wider and wider and wider until it reaches the city walls. So I, I hope you understand how the, the, the layout of the city is. Not multiple streets, it's one street only and that street, as I say, will grow in ever-widening circles until it reaches the city walls. Now the city walls are in fact 1,200 kilometers away from the throne of God. So it gives you an idea of just how the residence that is located at the city wall will be 1,200 kilometers away from the throne of God. Um, Which again gives us some are inclined as to the hierarchy of God's kingdom and what it will be like in the heavenly Jerusalem. Because the, time and again, our Lord said to us that many in this life who are first will be last in the life to come. And many who are last in this life will be first in the, in the life to come. And so understanding now the residences, um, Beginning at where the sea of glass ends, and then the residence ending at the city walls. Obviously, the saints who are counted to be great in the kingdom of God will be housed closest to the throne of God. That's how it's going to work. Jesus said, "Many who are last in this life will be first in the life to come, and many who are first in this life." Will be lost in the life to come he's comparing his saints when he says that he's not talking about the unbelievers who are outside completely and so as i say, the, those who are considered to be great in the kingdom of god will be housed their residences will be located closest to the throne and so it will be um that th- all the way down the hierarchy until the until we get to those who are considered to be least in the kingdom of god jesus spoke about Those who are great in the kingdom and those who are least in the kingdom. And so those who are least in the kingdom of God will find their residences along the city walls. And they will be 1,200 kilometers away from the throne of God. Whereas the residence that is um, greatest in the kingdom of God, we said it's roughly 70 kilometers away from the edge of the sea of glass to the throne. And so that gives you some idea as to the closeness and the distance away from the throne based on what He's done in this life. Well, don't forget, um, our Lord said that if you want to be considered great in this life, you have to become servant of all. Mark 9:35 uh, spoke about that. And our Lord in Mark 10:31 spoke about he who is least, sorry, uh, those who are uh, first in this life will be last in the, in the life to come, and those who are last in this life will be first. In the life to come and so that kind of gives us some idea as to the layout of the city that it will be um, this this one street going around in circles kind of a circle because this this, the city is laid out as a square in ever widening circles and the residences in between that and as I say uh, those who are considered great closest to the throne those are considered least furthest away from the throne so that's pretty much how that will pan out when, when we get our addresses allocated to us when we move into the heavenly city. Another passage of Scripture. Um, in Luke 22, 29-30, we're, we're, we're just looking at passages of Scripture because, as I say, Scripture gives us no insight to what the residences will be like. But there are glimpses that we can pick up from Scripture that we can say, okay, well, that must then pertain to the saints' residences as well. And so this is the one we want to look at. Luke 22, 29 and 30 says, I, And I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my Father bestowed one upon me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And so here the Lord talks about his table in his kingdom. Now, in uh, Psalm 48, 8 and 15, verse 8 and 15, it describes the palace of our Lord Jesus Christ in the heavenly Jerusalem. And so our Lord will have a palace that he will dwell in. God the Father will always remain on the throne. He never leaves his throne. He's never done that uh, we've ever seen in Scripture. Even when he travels around, he travels around on his throne. But nevertheless, our Lord Jesus Christ does get up from his throne and move around. He does that even today. He did that in, uh, in after he was seated at the right hand of the Father. And on numerous occasions, he came down, spoke to the saints, went back up into heaven. Um, and he's seated at the right hand. So Jesus moves around. And the scripture des- describes him as actually having a palace in the heavenly city. And so our Lord, in, his, in this passage of scripture, talks about the table that he will have where he will share meals with those who are counted worthy to sit with him at his table Um, and obviously the twelve apostles of the Lamb fall into that category with others as well we're not going to get into that in kind of depth today but the point that I wanted to make here is that in our Lord's palace he has this room where he has this table where he can sit and enjoy meals with, um, with fellow saints He obviously has in his garden area also a place where he can sit and enjoy meals with his saints. Now the meals that are prepared will be prepared in another room, obviously. The meals will be prepared by angelic beings. The angels are the ones who will be ministering to our Lord and to the saints at that time. Even now the scripture describes in Hebrews 1.14 as his angels as being sent forth as ministering spirits send forth to minister for those who have, who will inherit salvation. And so that is their role and their function. So that the angels will be preparing meals for the saints, our Lord and his table, and he will be sharing those meals with his uh, saints. That same principle will be applicable to the residences of the saints in the heavenly city. They too will have rooms in their residences where they will have tables where they can also uh, invite others over and share meals and, ha- and have fellowship together. They will also, in their gardens, because we said we're looking at a, a property of roughly about four acres in size, perfect, perfect gardens, um, and they will sit in their garden areas, and they will also share meals with one another, invite one another over to each other's homes. And so that's kind of what we see um, with regards to that. With regards to the angels ministering to us, um, we saw that our Lord, when He was in the wilderness, angels came and ministered to Him in that manner. They gave Him food and drink, Matthew four eleven. And then in Elijah's case, um, in one Kings nineteen five to seven, again an angel appeared to Elijah and gave him food and drink. And so uh, angels do do that kind of thing, and they will do that going forward. Um, so that's something we need to understand about what our residence will be like, residences will be like. And what the life will be like in a way around that. Psalm 132, 13 to 16, because again again, these are descriptions of our Lord's residence and so we can kind of extrapolate them out that description to fit our residences as well. Uh, Psalm 132, uh, 13 to 16 says, For the Lord has chosen Zion, he has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. And I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation. And her saints shall shout aloud for joy. And so, verse 15, God and the Father speaking, he says, I will abundantly bless her provision. And so we see, and we have seen, that the, the saints of God will enjoy the first fruits of the produce from the farmlands of the children of God who are dwelling in the the new earth and so that's the abundant provision that God will provide for his saints in the city and we will partake of the foods that God has created not because we have to we've we've said that because we'll be dwelling in resurrected bodies and our resurrected bodies will not need natural sustenance in order to be sustained Uh, our resurrected bodies will partake of the fruit of the tree of life So how will the meals be prepared in the heavenly city of Jerusalem? Well, there won't be wood fires burning and things like that um, because this is a perfect city, don't forget. So how do we understand how it will happen? Well, um, we we again catch a glimpse looking at our Lord Jesus as to how He did things and we can see how it will take place in the heavenly city as well. John's Gospel 21 verse 9 to 13. Scripture says, Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. And Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Then Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153, and although there were many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come eat breakfast. And none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? No, it was the Lord. Then Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise, the fish and so when the disciples came off the boat on this encounter with our lord there was a coal of fire and on the coal of fire were fish and bread where they come from jesus just spoke it into existence and so that's how it will happen in the heavenly city of jerusalem as well it will just be you know everything is going to be supernatural in that city they will partake of natural foods because it's a, it could be a mixture of natural and, and supernatural, you know, being intertwined, so to speak. It's God's creation. You can do that. Uh, but it's not a case of you know, telling the angel, alright, go get the, the, the fire started for the, the braai or the barbecue, or people said. Um Not at all. It'll just be spoken into existence as our Lord did when He, he made breakfast with the saints on the on the earth. Uh, he put the coals of fire he just spoke it into existence, spoke the bread into existence, spoke the fish into existence, and there it was all prepared for them when they came to eat breakfast. So our Lord will do the same going forward. And that's how the saints will operate as well. Because um, the Bible in the book of Hebrews says we taste of the powers of the age to come through the operation of the gifts of the Spirit. And so the gifts of the Spirit, what are those gifts of the working of miracles? Um, and the gift of faith. Now that's we just tasted that in this life. But that will be normal for the saints in the life to come. And so, as our Lord, as I say, spoke the saints' breakfast into existence, so the saints will also be able to do the same.